guys, we are under attack by the SEC. Crypto is under attack by the SEC. Binance is under attack by the SEC. I'm hearing rumors that Circle is the next one that is going to be attacked by the SEC. And I'm even hearing that the decentralized protocols, some of the decentralized protocols are also being targeted by the SEC. It's a serious, serious, serious attack on crypto. Today, we're going to break down the attack. We're also going to look at the inflation numbers because the inflation numbers are coming out tomorrow. The market's super nervous because the market has no idea what to make of the inflation numbers. And then I've got a whole lot of uh, altcoin news for you guys. So I'm back. We've got to do this. Let's get out of bed. Let's go, go, go. Fuck out of bed, bitch, go. I would also love Kyle to do this dance. I would pay any money to watch Kyle do this dance. I would, I would pay any money in the world to see Kyle wearing a gown dancing. What I should do is I should take a, I should take a, um, a uh, bet with him. And if he loses, I'll make him do the get out of bed, bitch, go with a, with a, with a, with a robe on. Alrighty. Well, I'm back. Um, Robert, thank you. My journey this weekend was amazing. How did you know? Who told you? Who told you that I went on a journey this weekend? I'm back now. Um, not great news that I came back to. I mean, we got crypto under attack. It's now it's now absolutely clear that Gary Gensler and the SEC are on the warpath with crypto. It's a very serious attack. Um, you know, it started off with the Kraken attack against staking last week. Um, and then today we had an attack against Paxos. Or yesterday we had an attack against Paxos and specifically around the BUSD product because Paxos are the company that issue uh, the BUSD product. And that's it's a very serious attack. Because I'm also hearing that the next person or the next company to get a similar attack is Circle. And it looks to me like there's an undercurrent here of, of something much bigger. Like maybe, 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 maybe the US is preparing for CBDC. And one of the things around preparing for a CBDC is actually removing all the other stable coins. That, that could be one of the things. Another thought is maybe the SEC is trying to to make Binance smaller, make Binance's life harder because Binance is not an American company. So that's, that's maybe another one of the, 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 the things that is going on. Regardless of what's going on, what we do know for sure is that it is malicious, okay? It's not, it's not in the good faith of protecting investors. So I'm gonna break down the story for you guys today. Also, we have inflation numbers coming out tomorrow. I've never seen the market so nervous about inflation numbers. No one knows what's going on because tomorrow is the first time that they change the measure or how they measure the inflation numbers. So um, yeah, big show today. What you guys need to do is, you know what you need to do, subscribe to the channel. Um, you gotta be a subscriber to our channel. Then you gotta like our content. Um, and then yeah, give us some love because it helps this content get out there. It helps us get and stay unshadow back, stay unshadow back. Um, cool, let's, let's look at the markets first and then we'll get into, into what's going on. So 
I don't know, I looked at the market earlier. I'm quite surprised that Bitcoin's actually doing so well. Like 21,600, given all the FUD that's going on. Um, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are, are complaining. A lot of people have turned negative. A lot of people have turned bearish. And maybe they did that because of this, the death cross that came on the weekly. So this is now the death cross. It's the first time in Bitcoin's history that Bitcoin has had a death cross on the weekly. Now, I said to you that, you know, if you look at the daily chart, which is the more short, short-term chart, there you've got a golden cross. And then if you go on to the weekly chart, which is a much bigger, broader time period, you've got um, you've got the death cross, which is, we, we've never had that before. So where are we now? We are at a point where the sentiment is starting to turn. People are starting to feel a bit more bearish, um, which is, I think, quite ironic. Because if you look at how far we've come this year, I mean, if you just look at like where we're at this year, people seem to forget that markets aren't going to go up in a straight line. Markets are going to go up and markets are going to come down. And if you look at where we are since January, if you since the beginning of January, so let's just go to the, the 1st of Jan. That's the 1st of Jan. And we'll draw a line just to where we are today. You're still up 32% on Bitcoin. You're still up 32% in the first two months and one and a half months of January. So I think we need to keep we need to keep our, our heads about us. We need to keep perspective here. We can't just expect the market to go up. You've got a you've got a 32% rise in January. And if I were to bring you to January and say to you on the first of January, when Bitcoin was trading at 16,336, and I would have said to you, look. By Valentine's Day, by the day before Valentine's Day, Bitcoin will be trading at 21,600. You would have said to me, no way. You would have said to me, like, that's crazy. So we've got to keep perspective from where we're at. And one thing that I've noticed is that I've noticed that people were very quick to turn bearish. You know, like everyone rode the cycle up. I was watching Andrew Kang's trades on GMX and he rode the cycle up and then he, he, he was just, for me, too quick. To turn bearish and i've seen the market being too quick to turn bearish and for me when the market is too quick to turn bearish i think that that's not the path of max pain and if that's not the path of max pain then usually those shorts could be wrecked so it is one scenario that those shorts can be wrecked i mean you can say that you can say that you know maybe the market was slightly overheated and we're coming down when i look at the chart for me, it's a very simple chart. I'm looking at the trend since November. I'm looking at the line that goes all the way down here. I see a perfect breakout and I see it coming down for some kind of retest here. And then possibly we're going to continue to go up. That's that's on Bitcoin. If you look at altcoins, yes, today is not a great day. Yesterday is red and you see the red bubbles everywhere. But again, think of where we've come from. Think of what the coins have done since January. Let, let's just go through a couple of the coins that we've spoken about. Um so let's look at GMX because we like GMX. We're invested in GMX and we'll take it. Well, let's just see if we can actually get a January reading here. So it's in the weekly. Let's quickly go on to daily. You can see on GMX um, in January, it was at $38. It's almost doubled. And you can you can kind of apply this chart to most tokens out there. Let's, let's look at Phantom. Just as, I'm just using some random examples of ones that we've spoken about. So Phantom was at 20 cents. It's not 43 cents. So we cannot lose sight of where we've come from. This is the game that the market's playing with you. The market's trying to make you feel bearish so that you think, oh, well, you know, you're going to get flushed out. And that's when I think you'll get tricked. So my bet is that there's going to be a trick. Um, it looks to me like we are following 
this halving cycle. I was looking at the halving cycle data. <clears throat> and what you can see here is you can see that we're actually following the, the exact pattern that all the other halving cycles have followed. So if you look at the, the first halving cycle, you can see Bitcoin followed this pattern, went slightly down and then went up again. Second halving cycle. And in the third halving cycle, we have <clears throat> followed this exact pattern. <clears throat> now, the reason why I'm so excited about this halving cycle is because this halving cycle has been the most accurate guide for us for where Bitcoin's going. But anyway, listen, for now, sentiment is slightly down. The fear and greed is coming down to 48. This is another indicator we need to look at. Remember, fear and greed oscillates. So it goes up, down, up, down. It doesn't go up and down in a straight line. You can see in the history of fear and greed, it goes up, down, up, down. It doesn't go up in a straight line. So we can expect these things. At this stage, at this stage, I'm not too worried. And to be honest, if Bitcoin goes anywhere around 20, 20, or slight, slightly below 20, okay? If Bitcoin goes anywhere slightly, if if Bitcoin goes to this region over here, which is around the 20,300, 20,400, for me, that's my buy signal. That's, that's for me, I'm saying, I'm not going to miss the next run. That's a perfect retest on the line. And, um, and that's where we're going to go. And I think, to be honest, I think tomorrow is a very big day when it comes to Bitcoin. It's a, it's a huge day for markets and for Bitcoin. I'll tell you why. Because we have the CPI numbers coming out tomorrow. And it's not like the normal CPI numbers. This is like it's a big, big, big week for, for crypto. Because I think, let me quickly check. I think on, yes, we have CPI data on Tuesday, Valentine's Day. I did warn you to not make plans for Valentine's Day this week because there's going to be a lot of action on the market. So I've spoken to my wife. We're not celebrating Valentine's Day Tomorrow, we'll celebrate it another day. I, I suggest you do the same. Yeah, I, I really do. I suggest you do the same. You know, when we spoke about wife-changing money, so if you want to make wife-changing money, it may mean that you have to change, you have to miss Valentine's Day. Anyway, long story short, you have the CPI data coming out tomorrow. You have jobless claims coming out on Thursday. So it's a big week for CPI. Now, the difference between this CPI and all the other CPIs is that in the previous CPIs, the the forecasts that the analysts were making were kind of in line and kind of accurate. But this is this, this time it's different. This is the first time that we are getting a CPI reading, which is measured on a new formula. So instead of using one year's data, which uh, two years data, which is compared CPI to the previous years, they're now comparing CPI to the previous one year. And so that has 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 shaken the analysts because they don't they don't know how how this how this is going to measure. So today, that's wife losing advice. Then he's right. Then he's then he's hundred percent right. I'm kidding about the Valentine's Day thing. Like don't don't cancel it. Don't cancel your Valentine's Day plans. Um, <clears throat> so next week CPI release will vary because because it's it's changed. Now there's a whole lot of there's a range of forecasts, and the range of forecasts go from five point eight, which is what trueflation expect, to six point six. Now last CPI, the number was six point five. So to me, we need to see anything under 6.5%. That's what we're looking for. If we get anything under 6.5%, then I think tomorrow we get a rally. If we get something over 6.5%, rally is gone. So right now, the estimate is 6.2%. We need to get as close to 6.2% as possible. The highest estimate is 67 The lowest estimate is 58 So this is what the Bloomberg terminal is telling us. It's telling us you've got a high estimate of 6.7. You've got a low estimate of 5.8. The median is at 6.2. We need to hit 6.2. We miss 6.2 to the to the upside. We've got a big problem. We miss it to the downside. We're getting a massive rally. So yes, 
Let's watch that. We'll obviously be live, I think, just an hour after CPI. Um, now, remember, the last couple of times that we had CPI, CPI came in better than expected, so lower than expected. And so Bitcoin rallied the last couple of times. I saw a tweet earlier by Rover, and he says, he showed how Bitcoin rallied for the last two CPI readings. Okay, so that's that's what happened last time. Now, question is, what's going to happen this time? So that, that's what we, we're going to answer tomorrow. But remember the other thing. When they reported CPI last time, okay, when they reported CPI last time, they reported a negative 0.1% CPI in, between November and December. But then they came out and they said, hold on, whoa, 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 we made a mistake. And actually, the real CPI actually in December increased by 0.1%. So now, now the market's like completely, completely, completely confused because, you know, they celebrated last time because CPI came in at a negative 0.1%. And then actually they restated CPI and they said, well, actually, no, sorry, we made a mistake. Um, we, we, the consumer index edged up 0.1% in December rather than dipping 0.1% as reported. The Labor Department's annual benchmark revisions of CPI data showed data for November was also revised higher to show the CPI increasing by 0.2 instead of 0.1. So they made a, a reporting mess up. So you take that, you combine the previous reporting mess ups with what's going on now, which is they're changing the measure of CPI. And so right now you've got yourself, you've got yourself a fruit salad. You've got yourself like analysts are so nervous, don't know what's happening. We will be here, not live, but just after the, the CPI reading, we'll, be, we'll have a show tomorrow. We'll break down the CPI numbers. Follow me on Twitter. Make sure that you're following my Twitter um, and, I'll, and I'll break down the CPI numbers for you uh, over there. Mm. We also have Fed speakers this week. So this, this is kind of worrying because, you know, based on the, 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 the higher than expected job numbers that we had in, in um, the last jobs number readings, we can expect the narrative from the Fed to be slightly more hawkish. And, we're starting to get this narrative. So we had one Fed speaker says, we will continue to raise interest rates, which is that's coming from a Fed speaker called Bowman. We also have a whole lot of Fed speakers this week. So you've got, we had Bowman today, tomorrow we've got Logan, Harker, uh, Williams, and then you've got Cook and Bowman again Thursday, Friday. Bowman shouldn't speak twice because we can see he's hawkish. He shouldn't be allowed to speak twice. So um, yeah, long story short, CPI tomorrow. No one really knows where to put this down. This, is, this one's really stumped the analysts. And it's, it, I think it's a big event. So we'll be here. We'll bring you CPI data live. Let's see what happens. All right, let's, let's get to the story of the day. Let's get to the story of the day. And this, this is a really, really upsetting story. Like this weekend, um, it's very cross with Gary Gensler. I was, you know, I realized that, that actually what Gary Gensler is, he's, he's a devil. He's, he's, he's got it in for crypto. And under the guise of investor protection, He's coming for crypto. He is coming for crypto. It started off with the attack against Kraken and staking, where the SEC basically said to Kraken, I mean, the, the worst part of this whole thing is that the SEC deemed Kraken staking service to be a security. Okay. We're not going to get into the technicals that because that's very much last week's news. But not only did they deem it to be a security, they made Kraken shut it down permanently and pay a $30 million fine. So, I mean, it, they didn't say shut it down. They said shut it down permanently. Okay, so imagine being Kraken. 
being your staking service is forced is deemed to be a security by the SEC. Obviously, the SEC are a big bunch of bullies. So Gary Gensler comes in and says, okay, you'll pay a $30 million fine. Otherwise, we'll sue you. Kraken does a calculation in their head and says, hold on a second. If I go to war with the SEC, it could cost me way more than $30 million. And eventually what they have to do is they have to tap out and say, you know what? We'll shut down our staking service permanently. We'll pay you $30 million and we'll move on. Now that's the SEC's normal modus operandi. And to me, I hate the fact that they're doing it under the guise of investor protection because it's not investor protection. Because if it was investor protection, then Gary Gensler would want the American investor to be able to earn yields by staking your crypto passively. If, if you were really protecting investors and you really wanted investors to make returns in a honest, bona fide way, then you would do your best to allow them to stake legally. Now, what you can see here is that the SEC is actually driving a very different agenda. Their agenda here is it's a swoop, it's a war, it's an attack on crypto. And it's an, it's an abuse of power. It's an absolute, absolute abuse of power. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I say that. So I, I watched the interview with Gary Gensler. I'm sure you guys all watched it last week. There were a couple of parts here. The larger industry and whether the, I mean, you, you even seem to suggest the larger industry may or may not survive. Um, you know, one of the pieces of that survival to some degree, I think, has been this idea that one day there may be something like a Bitcoin ETF or something else. Grayscale, as you know, appealing uh, the SEC's Bitcoin ETF decision, which is effectively to say it can't happen. Is there any path at which you think either that specific ETF or something like it could? The, the paths, I'm not going to speak about one, but let me generally say, Andrew, the path forward is well-trodden. Whether it's large companies that you follow every day, the Apples and the Listen and, to what and he says other here. tech companies or the automobile companies, manufacturing companies know how to register their offerings. The exchanges like the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ and so forth know how to be compliant and come into registration. The big broker dealers and the small thousands of broker dealers, the mutual funds. Right. I dare I go on. We have tens of thousands of registrants that properly in good faith comply, they register, they make the proper disclosures. It's time for this group to do so. The runway is getting... So he said, look, he says, he basically says, look, you know, Kraken just should have made the normal disclosures. And in another interview, he alluded to the fact that the normal disclosures would have been as easy as going to the SEC website and making the normal disclosures for, 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 for investors. Now, the truth is, though, that when he said that, he knows that's bullshit. Not only does he know that that's bullshit, but his own staff, okay, his own staff, a commissioner, Hester Peirce, we know her very well. She's been on the show multiple times. She says, today, the SEC shut down Kraken's program. She said, Kraken operated a service through which its customers could offer their tokens up for staking. The customers earned returns and the company earned a fee. The commission argues that that staking program should have been registered with the SEC as a securities offering. She says, whether or not you agree with that analysis, the more fundamental question is whether the SEC registration would have been possible in the current climate. She, this is coming from the SEC. She says, in the current climate, crypto-related offerings are not making it through the SEC registration pipeline. So you've got Gary Gensler coming out and saying, 
Kraken should have just registered. And if they had just registered, everything would have been okay. But that's not the truth. You cannot register. They do not accept crypto registrations. There's a pipeline. You, you cannot accept, they cannot, um, they don't approve crypto registrations. So, I mean, I, I want to play you this. Just hold on. So you got to hear this. So I'm, I'm getting a bit wound Down up. But... On the back of this news. Uh, Chair Kanzler, it's great to see you this morning. Um, there's, a, there's a phrase online where they say, tell it to me like I'm five. So for those who are uninitiated into what happened here, Tell it to me like I'm five. What, what, what was Kraken doing and what was the problem that you were trying to solve? Um, Andrew, what Kraken was doing was asking the American public for their uh, coins, uh, crypto tokens, and saying, I'll give you a return, 4% to 21% returns. And the problem was they were not disclosing to the investing. 4% to 21% returns. Where can an American investor get 4% to 21% returns? Public, uh, the risk that the investing public was entering into. And we have a basic bargain in the United States since the 1930s. You can take whatever risk you want. Companies like Kraken can offer investment contracts and investment schemes, but they have to have full fair and truthful disclosure. And this puts the investors who watch your program in a better position. That's our basic bargain. Which is, I mean, it's absolute garbage. We actually saw a tweet from a lawyer. And I mean, this law, okay, so just listen to this, what this lawyer says. His name is Jason Gottlieb. He says, I find the SEC's all crypto com companies have to do is come in and register line unbelievably insulting. It assumes there's a vast quantity of sophisticated securities lawyers advising clients. Now, nah, man, screw the SEC. You only live once. Do whatever you want. Tons of projects and their lawyers desperately want to come in and register. But when they do, they're just told no. Or worse, they draw a Wells notice. A Wells notice, I'll, I'll explain to you what a Wells notice is. It's almost like a notice that you're going to get sued. There's simply no path to registration for many crypto products. The SEC just says, says, just register. We say, cool, but as what? Because the regs just don't fit. In response, we get blank stares, apologies, mumbles, and that, and, the, and that they're not going to give us legal advice. If the new de facto rule is crypto equals no, that rule needs to come from Congress or at least through an APA process, not through enforcement. Going on to CNBC and saying that the registration is just a form on the website is painful misrepresentation of the registration process. Again, it's insulting. It brands the whole industry and its lawyers as, as scoff laws who don't follow uh, uh, easy rules. Instead, the reality is people are desperately trying to figure out um, what the products are, to how to do their project legally, and they're not getting any guidance from the SEC. So that is what's going on. Now, the irony for me here is that Gary Gensler is supposed to be protecting investors. That's his role. He said, we've got 330 million uh, um, uh, uh, clients, which is the, the population of the US, and we, 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 our role is to protect investors. So my question is, if his role was to protect investors, where was he for Terra? Where was he for FTX? Where was he for BlockFi? Where was he for Celsius? Where was he for Voyager? Where was he for all of these things? Where, where was he? But now he's coming to attack regulated, compliant, amazing entities in the United States that are giving the promise of financial freedom to a whole lot of Americans. It's absolutely crazy. And it's getting to a point now where if you look at crypto in the United States, the, Utah, the, the U.S. retail investor 
contrade outside the US, the, U, the, the US retail investor cannot trade crypto derivatives. There's no ETF. They cannot use staking. They can't participate in DeFi yield generations. They can't partici- participate in ICOs or coin offerings. They geofence from most DEXs and they're restricted in mining. That is not investor protection. That is a coordinated, brutal attack on crypto. And someone has to fight the attack. And luckily, 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 we've got Brian Armstrong in our corner. And the whole weekend, I was, I was hoping that Brian Armstrong would actually come out and defend this because you don't want to take on the SEC. But there comes a point where, where the SEC pushes to, to, to such a far point that they actually have to attack the SEC. And Brian Armstrong came out and he said, you know what? He said, he said Coinbase's staking services are not securities. And we'll happily defend that in, in court. So it's quite a preemptive move to say, you know what, if you're going to come for us next, if you're coming for Coinbase, let me tell you that we are going to defend this in court. So it seems to me like what the SEC did was they bullied Kraken because they knew Kraken was like not as strong as Coinbase. But now Coinbase has come and said, you know what, you want to go? Let's go. Come, let's go to court. So I really want to understand. I really want to find out what's going to happen with, with this because I think it's a, it's a, it's a huge thing. It's, they are, they are choking crypto in the United States. They are, you can see it's a coordinated, coordinated effort by all the regulatory powers to choke crypto in the United States and drive crypto in the, out of the United States. And what we can see is that while the US does this, the other countries in the UK, like Revolut, started to offer crypto staking. So it's just moving the industry out of the US. And I, I really feel sorry for for US investors and um, uh, that are watching the show because listen, guys, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. And if if my sources are right, then the SEC is going to start going for Coinbase next. And after Coinbase, the SEC is going to start going for the decentralized protocols where they can actually, you know, that sometimes some of them are not actually that decentralized. And the SEC is going to try and block those. So I've said it to you guys before, and I'm saying, I'm saying it to you guys again. I'm not trying to show you a sponsor but we have a sponsor that's nordvpn and if you are dealing in crypto get out of dealing you got to have a vpn you got to mask your ip address you cannot have a record on the internet of DeFi protocols um that you have been using them from the united states if the u.s government finds a way to subpoena records and they find your ip address they will find you so go go below there's a link to a vpn take out a vpn Set your VPN not in the United States, even if you are in the United States. Just set your VPN somewhere else and protect yourself. Guys, this is getting serious. I got intel, as I say, um, I got intel this week that um, that some of the decentralized protocols and the DeFi protocols are also, there's court orders asking for, for information from them. So just hear me out, I'm not trying to show you a sponsor, but just do it. Just sign up. It's $3 a month to mask yourself. Anyway, as I said, it's a coordinated attack. Don't think that it's not a coordinated attack. And today, there was another punch thrown in this coordinated attack. And this time, the punch was against, I think, Binance. Yes, they went for Paxos because Paxos is the company that issues BUSD. Not all the BUSD. They issue the BUSD on the on the Ethereum chain. Anyway, um, they came... I saw this tweet. So I saw this tweet 
from Ryan Selkis. He hates Gary Gensler probably as much as I, as I do. And he says, my new goal in life is to end Gary Gensler's political career and to make him the reason Biden loses re-election. Now, I feel exactly the same way. I feel that this guy is so destructive that he's he's like a mad person on with with a whole lot of powers and he's on the loose. He's on the loose and he's 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 destroying the crypto industry um in the United States and it kills me. Anyway, let's move to this attack. So the attack was against Paxos. And first we got a notice that Paxos faces an SEC lawsuit over the Binance USD token, BUSD, which is it's just a one-to-one dollar-backed uh, BUSD. Now, that was then followed by an announcement that they're going to actually stop issuing uh, dollar-pegged um, uh, BUSD. And not only that, we were waiting for CZ to come out and say something. And the first thing he said, four, which is ignore the FUD and fake news and attack. But then he actually came out with a statement. And in the statement, he said, first of all, BUSD is safe. And I, I must say, I think, yeah, I think that's true. BUSD is safe. There's no reason why it's not backed. It's 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 issued by Paxos, which is a highly regulated, um, US regulated, New York regulated company. And I, I'm almost 100% sure that BUSD is backed one-to-one. The issue is that now the New York Department of Financial Services, where Paxos is, re- is, is regulated, has basically said that Paxos um, uh, uh, um, cannot issue any new BUSD. They can only redeem. And obviously, by virtue of the fact that you cannot issue any more BUSD, you can only redeem it. Over time, the number of BUSD in circulation will go to zero because if you're not issuing new ones and you are just redeeming and redeeming and redeeming, over time, all the BUSD will actually get redeemed. So CZ says the same thing. He said, as a result, BUSD market cap will actually decrease over time. So Paxos will continue to to honor redemptions and to service the product at least until February 2024, okay? And CZ said over time, they're going to do two things. He said, if BUSD is ruled as security by the court, it will have a profound impact on how the crypto industry will develop or not develop in the jurisdictions that it is ruled as such. Binance will continue to support BUSD for the foreseeable future. And eventually, and, and they're starting to look for new currencies. Now, that's quite a dangerous thing because if I was in the U.S., I would want to keep the dollar as the prominent, prevalent master currency in crypto. But if they start in the US ruling that dollar-backed stablecoins are actually securities, then we're not going to stop trading crypto. We're just going to trade different pairs. We're just going to trade it against the euro. We're going to trade it against other currencies. And so I think this is a, 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 a blow to the US dollar. And I think, again, the US the US is making a huge mistake. Now, maybe it's a mistake or maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it is preempting the launch of a CBDC. Maybe they are thinking of launching a central bank digital currency and they're saying, we want the central bank digital currency to be the center point of, of the only way to transact in crypto. And maybe the way to do that is to eliminate all the stablecoins. And to be honest, that's what I'm hearing. The rumors that I'm hearing is that Circle is next. That, I mean, I saw, I also saw a whole lot of tweets. I'm not the only one who has this, but I saw a whole lot of tweets. And, and in these tweets is another step in the unilateral effort between the SEC, the New York Department of Financial Services and the US um, operator of, of currency to Blitz Crypto. More Wells notices going out in the next two to three weeks. And we're hearing that those Wells notices are 
going, one of them is going to go to circle. Now, what is a Wells notice? It's a notification issued by regulators to inform individuals or companies of completed investigations where infractions have actually been discovered. So it's, like, it's almost like if, if the SEC's done their investigation on you, they then issue a Wells, um, a Wells notice. And in that Wells notice, they basically tell you, look, this is the nature of the charges that you're about to be getting. And again, it says, you know, Hal Press says, yes, it says, the concern is that it, it's circle next. Um, it, it might be circle next, and that's really going to change the way that th that the industry is, is is starting to is 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 running. Now, the irony here is that the biggest winner here will be USDT, which is the one unregulated stablecoin in the United States. Like, you know, BUSD was issued by a regulated entity in the United States. USDC is issued by Circle, which is a regulated entity in the United States, which is where the SEC actually have their 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 jurisdiction, but USDT isn't. And so, ironically, one of the biggest winners would actually be uh, uh, USDT. Another thing which this brings up is, I mean, we all remember Luna Terra, we all remember the UST, and we all remember the collapse of UST, and I think we've all got post-traumatic stress disorder around the failed experiment, which was UST. But it does show you the importance of an algorithmically backed stablecoin. Because for as long as we have stablecoins that are reliant on government currencies, for as long as we have stablecoins that are pegged or backed by a government currency, such as the dollar, we are still at the mercy of the, um, of the governments. And that is why like, you can't help but think in a situation like this, you can't help but think that we need an algorithmic stablecoin. Now, look. Luna was an amazing concept. It failed. There was the death spiral. Maybe we should have known about it. Maybe not. But ultimately, we shouldn't discourage people from, from, from experimenting because it's only through the, that kind of experimentation that, um, that we're going to get, we eventually maybe are going to reinvent stable money. So I mean, when I say money, not, not like Bitcoin, which is money that appreciates over time, but it's stable money. We need to, we need to find a way to have an algorithmically backed stable money. And there are a whole lot of projects out there um, that are um, uh, 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 um, experimenting in the space. I saw a couple. I want to show you a couple. Because remember, these could all run if this narrative plays out. So like, like Frax, Curve, Aave, Maker, they all have um, these stable coins. Kujira, one that we support, has the USK stable coin. So I think in Jed, Koti, Jed, um, over collateralized by 8x stablecoin. So we need to ask ourselves if this does play out, what happens to the crypto market? Well, for one, we know that stablecoins, other stablecoins, algorithmically backed stablecoins, stablecoin experiments, MakerDAO, um, stuff like that, they will probably go for a run. The second one, the second thing that's happening is um, the second thing, the second or the, the rest of what could happen in the market is as follows. So ETH BTC would sell off. So ETH versus BTC would sell off. Why? Because most of these stable coins are actually issued on the Ethereum blockchain. And every time you do a transaction using these stable coins, you're paying gas fees. And that makes ETH more value. And that makes ETH valuable. But if you take out, if you take stable coins out of the ETH ecosystem, because all of a sudden there's no more USDT, USDC, well, that's going to cause a sell off between BTC and, and ETH. 
Then Curve, which trades stablecoins, see re sees record volumes. That's why Curve actually, I think Curve pumped today. Let's quickly look. Earlier on, I saw the Curve actually had a bit of a spike. Let's quickly look again. Okay, so it did have a little bit of a spike over here. I mean, not nothing too serious. Nothing too serious. Um, okay, what else? What other narratives would run? DeFi with heavy reliance of on USDC sells off. Fully decentralized stablecoins see large growth, which is like things like Maker and a whole lot of other ones. And then there's a, a, a general market sell-off, but BTC less significant less than everything. There is another scenario that could play out, and that is if you ban stablecoins people may put all their money into Bitcoin and ETH. So it's almost if I said to you, look, we're going to start banning USDT or USDC. What are you going to do with your cash? You've got two options. One option is you can take it out of crypto, so withdraw it, redeem your tether, or you can put it into other crypto. Now, I saw this in 2017 when there was Tether FUD. And when there was Tether FUD in 2017, I saw that people immediately took their money and put it into Bitcoin because they wanted to be out of Tether and they put their money into Bitcoin. So we need to watch all those scenarios. We will keep you updated. For now, look out for this attack that is happening by the SEC. Um, I mean, it's brutal. It's a brutal, brutal, brutal attack. It's upsetting. The SEC is out there trying to get jurisdiction on the whole of crypto and really trying to protect investors. Come on, do me a favor. Do, do me a favor. The last thing that Gary Gensler is doing here is actually protecting investors. Because if he was, he would want them to earn returns in an honest, bona fide way through supporting technology networks. Anyway, let's move on. I think it's very, 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 very... Um, let me know in the comments what you think. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you think it's an attack or whether he's actually doing it. He has a tweet. Livercoin says, it only makes sense they would try to destroy all the stablecoins before releasing their own CBDCs. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, let's look at some other news. There was some other news. Uh, I did see, just I saw this, which was super interesting. Um, Bybit, their volume rose 115% in Jan, and they are now the second largest derivatives exchange. I think they were always the second largest largest derivatives exchange after <clears throat> after um, uh, uh, Binance. So that's one That's one to look out for. I mean, could this be an attack against Binance? And could it be because Binance is not a, 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 a um, uh, American company? Could it be because CZ is not American that they that they now attacking Binance because they want to weaken Binance in favor of the American companies? That, that's another another theory that we, we need to look out for. Um, also, look, there's a massive narrative now around ZK rollups. You've seen it. The tokens are starting to move. So here is a list of the ZK uh, tokens, which you can look at. Uh, Matic, Mina, ImmutableX. ImmutableX has actually been having a good a good run. Uh, DYDX. Here's the list here. You can go and follow at DBecara, and you can see basically a list of all those ones, which I think is pretty good. Um, I also saw this. There's a huge short position building up on XRP. There was like a $5 million short position building up on XRP. And that made me think, Maybe someone knows something about the, the SEC case and, and the outcome of the SEC case. I don't know. Um, is there anything else? No, I guess there's nothing else today. So I think, first of all, let's do some Q&A because we've got some time. If you guys have got any questions, if you want to have a chat, let's just do some Q&A. Also a reminder that if you want to win these babies up here, we have to give these away in the next 14 days. So you want the blue one, you want the black one. We're giving away the two Rolexes within the next 14 days. All you need to do, 
open a Bybit account or open a BitGet account. Um, trade every time you trade, you get um, you get a, an entry into the competition. And I think from tomorrow, if we start getting two thousand likes, we draw. I see this stuff coming through the research group. Let's just quickly go through the research group while you guys are preparing your questions. Oh, so Ave community mulls freezing Binance stablecoin amid SEC pressure. You see, this is the problem. There's a lot. There's a lot of this. Um, I see that the the so I see this this tweet coming through now. This is all live, so it's all happening right now. It says Paxos violated its obligation for tailored risk assessments and due diligence of Binance and BUSD customers. That that came out as well now. Um, let's see, is there anything else that's happening? Yeah, that's anything else that's happening right now on this thing. Let's quickly see where Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is twenty one thousand seven hundred, so that's cool. Who's worse? Is it Gensler or Christine Lagarde? It's definitely Gensler. Gensler is evil. He is evil. He's power hungry and he's evil and he's acting as an agent for the Biden administration to choke crypto. You can see it. It's coordinated. It's absolutely, absolutely coordinated. Should I swap BUSD to other stables? It doesn't really matter for now because BUSD is still supported pretty much everywhere. And they're going to, until February 2024, and it's backed one to one. So for now, I wouldn't worry too much. I really wouldn't worry too much. Any updates on Prism? I actually haven't got updates on Prism, to be honest. Um, sell your bags? No. I do think that the fact that Bitcoin is holding it about above twenty one thousand seven hundred shows that it's that that it's bullish. And I'm going to put my neck out there, and I'm going to say, I think that the shorts are going to get wrecked. I don't know when. I just think that Bitcoin's not going under twenty thousand four hundred. I may be wrong, but let's see. Let's see. Anything else? Any any other? I'm saying so much anti-Semitism. Wow, are we, are we back there? Thoughts on Jed? I like Jed. It's a stablecoin experiment. I really think that one of these algorithmic stablecoins is eventually it's well not algorithmic. It's a, it's an over collateralized stablecoin. It will eventually succeed. Tornado pump. Yes, the, the the tornado website's working again. I saw tornado actually pumping. I've got a bag of tornado which I've held for a long time. Let's see what tornado cash is doing. It is at $10.62. Wow, it was at $2.98. So it is, it is actually moving up. Um, there is a whole privacy narrative playing. I don't know if you guys have noticed, like Oasis um, rose quite a bit, or rose, the Oasis token rose quite a bit. Um, yeah, there is a privacy narrative. Some people have said it's linked to AI. I don't know if it's if it's linked to AI. Will the UFOs abduct Gary Gensler? Hopefully. Hopefully. All right, listen, guys. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna see you guys again in a bit. There's a DCA on uh, Invest Answers channel. I'm gonna be on DCA. That starts in about half an hour. So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna join us, join us. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, otherwise, I'm glad I'm back. I had an amazing, amazing, amazing spiritual journey this weekend. I have a lot of insights. I'm gonna be sharing a lot of those insights with you. Someone says, um, Dave Digital says, tell us about your spiritual experience it wasn't a mushroom experience it was actually different it was ayahuasca so for those of you who know what that is do the research it was absolutely amazing i've got a whole lot of uh, really amazing insights which i'm going to share with you guys because i think they, they're super important um listen much love i'm going to see you guys again tomorrow until then actually i'll see you later join join us on dca come on do it join us on dca cool see you guys later until then have fun trade well my friends